Hello everyone, welcome to Anthem's online service this morning. Thanks for joining us on this Martin Luther King weekend. We're glad you you joined us this morning. Uh, I want to tell you about something that's coming up next week that we're starting that all of you, whether you join us online or in person, can be a part of. And uh, we're starting a series next Sunday morning for the next 10 weeks on Paul's letter to the Galatian churches, the group of churches in the Galatia region that Paul wrote a letter to and that we get so much richness of our faith from. And uh, we're going to be doing that over the next few Sundays, but I wanted to invite you into something that we're doing on the following Thursday after each Sunday. And that's we're going to be holding online uh, small groups to discuss the passage of scripture that we're studying and the content from the previous Sunday morning, and mainly just an opportunity for people who otherwise can't meet together in person or in groups to do just that. So those will be starting next. Uh, sorry, those yeah, those will be starting next Thursday, a week from Thursday. And I'd love for you to go uh, to our website at anthemchurch.life and scroll down to where you see that information about this series. It's called Jesus Plus Nothing, which is one of the main messages of the book of Galatians. And I'd love to see you at one of those groups. We're going to have a men's group and a women's group. And I'd love to have you a part of that if you're able to join us for that. Um, Today is uh, Martin Luther King weekend. And over the past couple of months, I felt this specific leading from the Lord to not let the mission and the purpose of this day of remembrance go past without us giving it correct honor, uh, especially right here in the church. And of course, when anyone ever decides to talk about race or racial reconciliation, specifically in this kind of context where the message is kind of kind of one way and it's not a dialogue with a group of us sitting here, there's a, a space for, for misunderstanding and for things to you know not, not go well. So I'm I'm just asking for your prayers as we as a church continue to commit to be a place of refuge. Uh, uh, a place of healing and a place of reconciliation. And I'm asking, God, will you help us today as uh, this message communicates, uh, God, will you help us to, um, to reflect your heart's cry for unity in your church and for uh, those among us of different races and different cultures and different backgrounds. Um, uh, t- as I, as I think about my upbringing, growing up in England and my experience of race was vastly different to my own kids or to kids of today's world. Um, I grew up in an environment where racial conflict was, was rarely talked about and in my world it was rarely experienced. Not because it wasn't happening out there among us, but because I think I was part of a time and a culture where we were completely ignorant to the experiences and to the needs of people of color around us in a fairly white community in Southeast England. In fact, as much as I rack my brain to try to think through uh, my childhood and my teenage experiences, I couldn't really think of many uh, experiences where I was faced with a, a racial conflict in my life. And again, not because it wasn't there, but because I think I was completely shielded from what was taking place in so many other people's lives. In fact, even my first uh, awareness of Dr. Martin Luther King didn't come till I was about 12 or 13 years old because it was, it was in 1981 that Stevie Wonder had uh, put out this album, Hotter Than July, still one of my 
favorite albums. I still play it even today. Uh, and one of the main songs on this album was Happy Birthday, which was uh, about Dr. King, of course, and it was a cry of so many people at that time to make this weekend, which was the, uh, the anniversary of Dr. King's birth, a national holiday. It took a number of years for that to happen, a, a decade or so for it to happen all over our nation. And so this was my first um, experience of the, this person's name, and it, I just loved the music. It didn't really strike me about who he was at all. Fast forward two or three years later, uh, another album that had a huge, huge impact on me, this time from an Irish band, U2's Unforgettable Fire. And I, I, had, a, I had a six foot uh, poster of this album cover on my wall as a 16 year old. And on this album was their song, In the Name of Love, Pride in the Name of Love, which is essentially about the life and the death not the birth, but the death of Martin Luther King. So, so for me, these, these two albums, two of my favorite albums, uh, are, are kind of bookending uh, the story of Martin Luther King's life. And it, it really wasn't until that second one that I even took the slightest tread, shred of notice of who he even was. And even then, probably only because I then discovered that as the lyrics of that song say, early morning, April 4th, shot rings out in a Memphis sky, that actually it triggered my mind, wait a minute, April 4th, that's my birthday. And it was then that I discovered that I was born on the day that Martin Luther King got shot. Before that, I had no awareness of it. And I believe that, well, I, I, my personal experience is that I've spent much of my life completely ignorant to the unique experiences and needs of people of color that surround me. And uh, perhaps my ignorance to it has been one of the things that has defined me. And of course, I hope that for many of us, our experience in the last year is that we have made a conscious decision, perhaps like we've never done before, to make that decision as individuals, as a church at Anthem, and hopefully as the Christian community to, to dig into this conversation like we've never done before. You see, we have to remember that the cross, the cross has a, a vertical and a horizontal element to it. You know, Jesus said his greatest command was that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then you love your neighbor as ourselves. And I got to tell you that when we started Anthem and we started noticing that this was becoming uh, by purely by the grace of God, a multiracial, multi-ethnic community, we, we could not have been more thrilled at what God, by his grace, had chosen to do. It was never sort of an agenda that we had. It probably wasn't on our radar like it probably should have been. But we recognized that God was bringing to Anthem and God was allowing Anthem to interact with people from every race, from every country, from every continent. And it has been one of the things that since then, as we've dug into it more, has defined who we are. And then last year, uh, one of our staff, Ashley Pitkin, um, let, let me and Liz know about this uh, content that she knew about called Be The Bridge, which was an opportunity for uh, people of color and white people to uh, meet together in groups to discuss and to uh, listen to one another's story, to hear one another out and to read and to be, get educated, to watch some great content. 
uh, along the lines of, of racial, racial reconciliation. And so we were so excited to start this group at Anthem last, uh, last summer, and it's, it's kind of coming to a conclusion now. They've been meeting almost every week. There's been about a dozen or so people from Anthem that have made a commitment to say, we are going to listen to one another and we're going to learn. And today, what's going to form the majority of our content this morning is an opportunity that I want to give you to listen in on their conversation. And rather than have uh, 12 or so of those folks on a Zoom call, uh, we just have four of them on a, on a Zoom call that I want to, we, we kind of shortened it down for time and I want to play for you this morning. And so I want to introduce you to Ashley, who's moderating the group. Many of you know her and Christabel. Uh, Christabel has been part of Anthem since the very beginning. And as well as uh, Christabel, Mark and Tori, who are going to uh, enter into their reflections on what they feel like God has been speaking to them and how God has been leading them as they've been a part of this Be The Bridge experience over these last few months. Hey, Anthem, I'm so excited today to be sharing with you about our Be The Bridge group with some Be The Bridgers here. It has been a huge privilege of the fall for me to be a part of this Be The Bridge group talking about racial reconciliation. Here we have Tori and Christabel and Mark. All of us have been a part of this group and having this conversation. And today we wanted to share with you some of that conversation, some of our learnings from those things. So. Um, a word from each of you. Why did you guys decide that you want to be a part of Be The Bridge? I joined because last summer felt um, felt like a, a different moment in the conversation around racial reconciliation. Um, there have been previous times in the past when, you know, someone gets shot or something happens and there's a lot of conversation and a lot of, um, you know, demonstrations or acrimony about racial injustice and then it, it dies down. Um, and it feels like nothing ever, you know, changes or gets done about it. But last summer after George Floyd felt different. I felt like a lot of people reached out to say, hey, we didn't know that all these things were still happening. Um, something really needs to change going forward. And I felt like it was a special moment that I wanted to be part of a conversation that moved the needle forward in terms of um, discussions around bringing true racial reconciliation with so many people such a cross-section of people from, you know, different, you know, socioeconomic and racial classes in America coming together to say something needs to change because of this moment. Um, and so that's really why I was interested in being a part of this conversation. I thought, you know, with the recent news, right, uh, what's happening in our country, uh, racial reconciliation is, is taken to the forefront. And I wanted to discuss you know, and, and kind of meditate on, on racial reconciliation in the context of a church, not really in the context of, you know, Fox News versus CNN versus MSNBC or, or whatnot. Um, to have a God aspect and a church community aspect to racial reconciliation, um, that's really why I thought um, I, I really wanted to join uh, racial reconciliation group at, at Anthem. I was nervous coming in to be the bridge, honestly, because I had found Anthem in March and I was able to attend two times in person before quarantine lockdown lockdowns began. And so I was I didn't know too many people at Anthem, but I knew that this was really important and there were conversations I wanted to have. But at the same time, I was really nervous about what to expect. But I found that the community was really important. And it wasn't just fellowship gathering around for a coffee hour, but it was a group of 
and it has been a group of people really focused on kingdom values and striving for things like justice. And I've really appreciated getting to know people and having these really important conversations in the context of a Christian community and a community that's grounded in the Bible. I think having conversations about race, I felt so uncomfortable doing it and feeling like nobody really wants to have the conversation or to say this. And if I do, what if I say the wrong thing and then I offend someone and then it's worse, it's better to just not talk about it at all. And I definitely fell into that trap of being like, well, then let's just never talk about it because I'm going to do it wrong. And I've loved being in a community of people that we, we made the commitment to begin with that there's just, there's no wrong thing that we're going to give each other grace and, and space to say things that maybe are stupid things and then learn, learn from each other why they are, or why we think that way, but just to have to say, we're going to have a safe space where I cannot be afraid I'm gonna say something stupid. I can just ask my questions, say things and, and test them out in this group of people. And to, for me to push me into just having the conversation and how important it is to, to enter in and to, to ask people to honor their stories and have the conversation and that, that I need to be able to push past where I feel nervous, pushed past that so that I can have that richer conversation with people. Something about having these conversations though is, is we do cover difficult things. Um, we discover difficult things in ourselves, things that uh, maybe for me, especially things that I didn't know were there that were built into me and just discovering those things, being willing to pull them out, to look at them and to see where different things affect my life. Were there difficult things for each of you that you encountered? in this conversation in Be The Bridge. I think something that was and continues to be very challenging to wrestle through is history education in the United States. The history I grew up hearing, everything from pilgrims and the Thanksgiving story to the injustices we see today and how there's a lot of misinformation, half-truths, things that just totally aren't true, and realizing that a lot of what I thought happened is not the full picture and kind of wrestling with my upbringing, the things I've learned, and then also how I as a white person benefit from a lot of the injustices that have happened and how my education intentionally helped shield me from that. Um, so I continue to wrestle with that. One thing that really stuck out to me that was just uncomfortable the whole time I watched it was the documentary 13th on Netflix. I had a physical reaction. I felt so upset over what I was learning. Not only that these horrible things were happening in our prison system, but how our whole system was set up to support it. Our laws, the way our communities are set up. And I had no idea until I sat down and watched this documentary. And so wrestling with my own ignorance and things that I didn't know for a variety of reasons has been really challenging. But like Christabel said, a good challenging because I can continue to grow from it and seek out those resources um, and continue to learn and unlearn. I, who I just have learned how much I would prefer to watch The Crown than read, you know, any articles or watch any painful videos. I, I feel like I live, I live it um, to some extent. Um, is the the worry and the anxiety about 
okay, what does it mean to be, you know, to be a black woman? What does it mean to be raising a, a child in this country? And, you know, your worries about the future and the education system, and is she gonna get a fair shake at life? And, and so I would rather not, I would rather not stare at those things. I would rather just, you know, glibly watch my crown, eat my pizza or whatever, and, you know, go to bed and live happily ever, ever after. But I, I can't, I can't anymore, um, you know, I, my, my daughter's gonna grow up in this country and, you know, my brothers and sisters live in this country and I've, I have family and extended family and my aunt and family um, here. And, and so I had to stare at, at things that I would rather not stare at, at things I'd rather not pay attention to. And that was, that was hard. Um, seeing myself in some of the stories was hard. What are the, takeaways you have. We're, we're almost done with this group. We've had this, these months together that have been so beautiful. I love how we've just deeply, we've come together as a community, as the safe place, which I think is such a great picture of the church, all, all of us coming together, creating a safe, a safe space for us to share and share our hearts and wrestle with things and talk through them and learn from each other. And just such a rich picture of what church should be. Now that we've gone through this process, what are some of your takeaways that you want to implement in your life that you're, you're saying this experience changed me in this way and I'm bringing, I'm bringing this into going forward, some things that um, you're taking away from the group. You know, this does feel a little bit like our, our Be The Bridge group, uh, where what you're saying is a, is a challenge. You know, maybe my takeaway is uh, a, little, a little different. It's just to remember what we've learned. I mean, continue to kind of be the bridge, right? Look out for those opportunities. And, you know, when, when we're in this group, I've been just maybe naturally more sensitive to um, wanting to, to, to be a bridge, to extend out to, um, you know, different people in, in, my, in my sphere, you know, that um, where I think I, I can really be a bridge um, to just discuss racial reconciliation. Not to, basically not to forget about that, like to continue with this journey. Um, but definitely I'll, I'll, I'll miss this group um, and the challenges that, you know, everybody's posed. And it's been five months or so right, um, of the meeting. And I'll, I'll really miss that, uh, you know, the, our time meeting and the reminders to really, um, you know, to, like, the name of the group, right, to, to be a bridge. I echo that. I think I'll really miss the community, especially I shared at the beginning about how I was quite nervous coming into it being newer to Anthem. And I've just really cherished the community we've built here. What I'm going to take away um, are the lessons learned and the reality that this is not the end, though Be The Bridge, our group as we know it, is ending in a few weeks. Um, it's really just the beginning of this work for me um, as a white person in America who's becoming more aware of these issues. Um, throughout Be The Bridge, we learned about just how intersectional race, racial justice issues are. We can't just study race in America in a silo because it's deeply related to where I spend my money, to the neighborhoods I live in, the schools around me, and that's gonna have to impact my decisions moving forward. And so I'm really hopeful to take those with me to acknowledge that um, 
the work is just beginning. One small thing I started doing this summer is I took stock of the books I was reading and the movies I was watching. I love watching movies and reading books and this time of social distancing has brought a lot of that. And I had to stop and check myself and almost do an inventory and see, are the faces on my screen, do they only look like me? The books I'm reading, not just about Bible studies and racial reconciliation, but even fun fiction beach reads. Who's writing those books? Who are the characters in the stories? And understanding how it's important to continue learning about viewpoints that are different than my own um, and to continue expanding my education in that way. I think something that I was um, kind of was built into me was the sense of, of, oh, I'm not racist and slavery happened a long time ago and I didn't own slaves. So therefore there's no place for me in the, the race narrative. I'm not racist, I didn't own slaves. And just how narrow-minded that is and how, how it simplifies something that's very, very complex. And to, to know what kind of, what, what a part I play in the system and to be aware and to enter in the conversation even when I don't have to, but that it's, it's necessary and it's, it's right. And God asks us to love each other, to consider others as better than ourselves, and to really love, truly love my neighbors, especially my neighbors who are people of color. Um, I, I want to hear their stories and to, to lament with them and grieve with them and um, jump into that instead of pushing it away because it feels difficult. Something that also has been really exciting is that we've got to do this in the context of our church family at Anthem. And even though now we don't really see each other yet, that is hopefully coming in the future when we all get to be together in person again, and that we can carry this hope that we have for Anthem that we've learned from Be the Bridge. What are some of your hopes for Anthem? Well, you know, well, we have a, a diverse community at Anthem, which was really a surprise to me when I, when I first joined. Um, and my hope is that God uses this diverse community, our diverse community, to, to further racial reconciliation and, and just reconciliation. You know, within this, this community, you know, within our Be the Bridge group, you know, I've heard such profound wisdom uh, from, from those that participate in our group. And you know, I'm still kind of learning Zoom meetings, and you know, people are, are chatting in the middle, middle of, of our meetings. And, Kind of a, a nugget of wisdom that, that popped up on my screen, you know, was the you know, the day of Pentecost, the day the the church came together. Um, differences in language and groups, they were God just broke them all on this, you know, Sunday morning, right? And you know, day Sunday morning is is you know somebody typed one of the most segregated hours um, of the week, and I just thought that that was profound. But that came from our group, that came from our, our Anthem community. And, you know, there's this kind of this to be state, right? You know, where we, we hope to be. And, you know, I just really feel that, you know, Anthem will, will make a difference, you know, in where we hope to be. Um, and maybe be an example of what a racially reconciled church and maybe a racially reconciling church um, can be. 
During my time at Anthem, I've realized that Anthem is not a community to shy away from really important but challenging conversations, either in small groups like this or um, on Sunday mornings during sermons. And I've been really thankful for that. And so my hope is that, just like for me, that this is the beginning of the conversation at Anthem and that we continue to talk about these really important topics. Um, and maybe like Mark said, as we are a racially reconciling church that we can be an example for other churches and encouraging other bodies of Christ to come together in this effort. I think um, one of the things that has been great about the study is, is the biblical you know, basis that we've, we've come at it from and just really understanding what God's heart is um, around why did he create different groups with different tongues and languages um, in different hues and shapes. Um, I remember very early on, we read Revelation 7, 9, which says that after this, I looked and before me, there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the lamb. They were wearing white robes and holding palm branches. And they cried out in one loud voice, salvation belongs to our God. And just seeing that picture at the end, that's that matters to God that it, it's not that we are not in our own little silos with holding on to you know this cultural element is important to me or that cultural element is important to me and oh I, I like my worship this way or I, I believe we should clap or I don't believe we should clap um, in the end God wants his church and the body to be one regardless of where you are what language you speak what tribe you come from whether your hair is curly or straight whatever you look like um we are all part of that fold and I think the church can really play a powerful role in in mirroring that to the world and showing that this is actually possible and so my my hope and for Anthem really is to is to begin to be that example to say what really is important is the human being standing in front of us it doesn't it doesn't matter where you're coming from we value you we appreciate you we understand your story we understand your struggle and we are going to walk beside you we're going to walk with you um i think that showing that just showing that in the community makes a statement and shows an example to say this is possible. There's another way because I think I go back to what happened with last summer. Sometimes it feels hopeless. Sometimes it feels like, can we actually change systems? Can we actually change systems that have stayed the same way for hundreds of years in order to keep things the way they are? But I think with, with the church and with the Holy Spirit helping us, we can really begin to show that there's a different way. So that's really my hope for Anthem is that this doesn't just end with a tight you know, need uh, be the bridge study that started and ended and everything was, was great. But then we actually begin to push and to ask questions and to say, hey, if there are ways in which maybe there's discrimination going on in our community, you know, what, what are the ways in which we can be the light and we can, we can show a better way. We can walk beside people who are, who are, you know, suffering from subjugation or, you know, discrimination or racism how can we be a community that walks sides and empowers um, people to to change so i'm really hoping that this 
this kind of continues and becomes a part of um, the ministry that Anthem is to the greater Boston area. Thank you so much to those of you who make up Anthem Church, who decided that you would commit to those uh, 12 or 16 weeks of being a part of that Be The Bridge community. I can tell just through watching that, that it has been the experience of a lifetime for some of you. It's been tough, it's been hard. You wanna, you wanna get back to, to just watching something easy on TV after all, all that uh, digesting some tough content. But thank you for making that commitment. And I want you to know that that work that you have done is shaping who we are as a church. And thank you, Christabel, for just honing it down at the end there to the goal of heaven, the, 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 the cry of, of our God that every nation, every tribe, every culture, uh, every community and every tongue is represented in, in bringing glory and lifting up the name of King Jesus. And that's, that's our goal. I recognize I've got some, some work to do. I recognize I've got some learning to do. You know, see, I, rec I, re I represent that, uh, that white, uh, privileged, 52, nearly 53-year-old male uh, community that, in a, sense, my in a sense, my demographic has been the worst for listening and for learning and for, for recognizing that I've been in a position of privilege for most of my life, for all of my life, that so many have not experienced. And uh, that, that I've, I've so easily bought into a system of, uh, of white privilege that, that I was completely unaware of, but, and that it's inherently racist that I was not even aware of, and, and for so many years have not even realized that that's, that's taking place in my life. I've, I know I've got learning to do, and I believe all of us do, whatever background or race that we are, but I believe that scripture also implores us and cries out to us to have the right posture in our relationships with one another. You know, it's, uh, it, this verse in, in, in 1 Peter 3 comes to my mind. It says, now this is the goal, to live in harmony with one another and to demonstrate, and that seems like an active active word, not a passive word, but to demonstrate affectionate love. We'll, we'll make this list here. Affectionate love, sympathy, and kindness towards other believers. We've got to demonstrate our sympathy, our recognition of other people's experiences and stories. You see, when I think back to my uh, experiences of racial conflict, I've, I've got to think for a while. But for many of the people of color in our community, they have many stories and it doesn't take them long to recall them because they are part of their daily experiences, or at least this is what I've been learning a little bit. Let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. Let humility describe who you are. I hope that in all of our conversations, in all of our sometimes throwaway comments, we will, be, we will be tugged by that, that um, conviction of like, are we being humble? Are we demonstrating humility in the way that we dearly love one another? Never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly, nor insult those who insult you, but instead respond by speaking a blessing over them because a blessing is what God promised to give you. 
See, our responses to one another always have to be active, um, love, sympathy, um, and affection for one another. I understand that uh, when you look at the, the, the New Testament, the, the backdrop for the New Testament and for the time and the churches there is these Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians all kind of coming together with completely different backgrounds, completely different cultural identities, completely different preferences. And God's clearly saying, okay, we're going to put you in the mix here together, especially in churches like Ephesus and places like that, where God just says, we're going to put you in one place and you're going to work out what it means to follow Jesus as a community depend even with completely different backgrounds. So I have to ask myself the question, what relationships am I building and what relationships are you building with other followers of Christ who don't look like you, who have a different background, a different race, a different cultural identity? I believe that's one step for all of us. Um, in bringing a sense of, of, of healing and a posture of listening to this issue for us as a church. And I'm somewhat ashamed to say that I've only read a couple of books in the last year. I've read tons of articles that, you know, our feeds will throw at us, but only intentionally have I read two books. That, one of them, by the way, is a book for, I think, specifically for people in my demographic called White Awake. Uh, which has been a, a great learning experience for me. Um, and I uh, read uh, you know, just, just a couple of books that, that actually helped me to understand those around me. But today, as I know we've, we've, we've been with you a long time this morning, but today I want to um, ask, our, uh, three, uh, ask some of our Be The Bridge friends to pray for us as we continue to grow in this, uh, this area of our ministry as a church and to pray that God's hand continues to be on Anthem Church in this way. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much um, for your love for us as a church, as people. Thank you that you love each and every one of us on this planet. You made us different with different languages and cultures. Um, Thank you for that refreshing picture of, of every tribe, every nation, every tongue coming together. Lord, we confess that there are ways in which we have not pursued that or have been okay with, you know, lopsided representations of what the church would look like. But we come to you and we thank you that you've called us to be, to be light um in this world so we just ask that you use us for your glory in the midst of everything that's going on that even as we pursue genuine relationships we pursue conversations we pursue racial reconciliation that you do a work in us and transform our hearts to truly love and to seek justice and to seek and to love mercy and to walk humbly before you and to love each other, Lord, and to walk in the ways in, the, in which you have called us to walk as a church um, and, shi and shine a light on, on issues around racial injustice and be um, and really be the bridge um, to true reconciliation on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I thank you for this Anthem community and 
Lord, I just thank you that this diverse community that we're celebrating, remembering Dr. King this weekend, all the work he's done. Lord, we, I just pray for our ethnic community that um, we can be a bridge to racial reconciliation, that we can be a racially reconciled church and a racially reconciling church, Lord, that we can have an impact in, in our neighborhoods, community in the region to show what a diverse church can be Lord. You've shown us a diverse church on the day of Pentecost, Lord, breaking down barriers, breaking down languages, language barriers, and just uh, coming together as a church, Lord. And I pray that Matthew can, can further that step, Lord, to, to Lord, I just have hope that that anthem will be that that light, Lord. Uh, that beacon of reconciliation. I thank you for this opportunity to share, Lord. I thank you for the, for the, be, the be the Bridge Group and, and uh, Lord, just thank you for all the work, for everything uh, my brothers and sisters have shared with me over these last few months. Creator God, thank you for this Anthem community, a beautiful community that is fearlessly chasing after you, Lord. Um, I just praise you for bringing us all together in person and online, Lord. I pray that you continue to open our eyes, open our minds, our hearts, Lord, to the injustice around us, Lord. You are a God of justice. And so we pray um, for your healing over our nation. We, are, we have heavy hearts. We are feeling the weight of this moment of the continued chaos and injustice in this country, Lord. And so we pray for your justice and your peace, Lord. We know that they have to go together, Lord. And I pray that you continue to show us how we can be instruments of your love in our communities here in Anthem and the surrounding Boston area, Lord, our country and this world, Lord. Um, we just thank you for the work you're doing and calling us into it with you. Amen. Lord, we're so convicted as we listen and we watch this content from this small subset of our Be The Bridge group that's just met. And Lord, it's my hope and, and my, my cry that we will continue to be a beacon for racial dialogue, uh, for stories told that can keep us awake at night and in a sense experiencing the experience of other individuals whose who's, whose background and whose life has been so different from our own. And God, where that uh, impacts me in times that I've been ignorant, I want to repent of that. And I want to make, make a conscious choice to go in a different direction. God, where it impacts us as a church, Lord, I pray that as a church we will become more aware of the diverse uh, cultures that are within our ranks and are, are a part of our community. And Lord, where we act as your followers in a multi-generational, multi-ethnic, multi-racial community that we live in, God, may we reflect your heart of bringing love and kindness to those around us in, in ways that we have never done before. And we pray these things in the name of our great King, Almighty God. 
and your Son, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen.